Psalm 49, Sermon 2, Part 2 of Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2, by St. Augustine of Hippo. Psalm 49, Sermon 2, Part 2. 6. What then of them that here will flourish? Thou wilt see an evil man flourishing, and perchance thy feet will stumble, and thou wilt say in thy heart, I know the doings of this man, what sins this man hath committed, and see, he is flourishing, doth terrify, doth rule. His head is lifted up, he suffereth no pain, nothing in his house doth suffer diminution. And thou wilt fear, because thou hast believed, and perchance thy heart saith, wretch that i am i suppose to no purpose i have believed god doth not regard things human god therefore doth awaken us and he saith what verse sixteen fear not though a man have become rich for why didst thou fear because a man hath become rich thou didst fear that thou hadst believed to no purpose that perchance thou shouldest have lost the labour for thy faith and the hope of thy conversion because perchance there hath come in thy way gain with guilt and thou couldst have been rich if thou hadst seized upon that same gain with the guilt and needest not have laboured and thou remembering what god hath threatened hast refrained from guilt and hast condemned the gain thou seest another man that hath made gain by guilt and hath suffered no harm and thou fearest to be good fear not saith the spirit of god to thee though a man shall have become rich wouldest thou not have eyes but for things present things future he hath promised who hath risen again peace in this world and repose in this life he hath not promised every man doth seek repose a good thing he is seeking but not in the proper region thereof he is seeking it there is no peace in this life in heaven hath been promised that which on earth we are seeking in the world to come hath been promised that which in this world we are seeking seven verse sixteen fear not though a man be made rich and though the glory of his house be multiplied wherefore fear not for when he shall die he shall not receive anything thou seest him living consider him dying thou markest what he hath here mark what he taketh with him what doth he take with him he hath store of gold he hath store of silver numerous estates slaves he dieth these remain he knoweth not for whom for though he leaveth them for whom he will he keepeth them not for whom he will for many have gained even what was not left them and many have lost what was left them all these things then remain and he taketh with him what? Perhaps someone saith, He taketh that with him in which he is wound, and that which is expended upon him for a costly and marble tomb, to erect a monument, this he taketh with him. I say, not even this. For these things are presented to him without his feeling them. If thou deckest a man sleeping and not awake, he hath the decorations with him on the couch. Perhaps the decorations are resting upon the body of him as he lieth, and perhaps he seeth himself in tatters during sleep. What he feeleth is more to him than what he feeleth not. Though even this, when he shall have awakened, 
will not be yet to him sleeping that which he saw in sleep was more than that which he felt not why then brethren should men say to themselves let money be spent at my death why do i leave my heirs rich many things will they have of mine let me too have something of my own for my body what shall a dead body have what shall rotting flesh have what shall flesh not feeling have if that rich man had anything whose tongue was dry then man hath something of his own my brethren do we read in the gospel that this rich man appeared in the fire with all silken and fine linen coverings was he of such sort in hell as he was in feastings at table when he thirsted and desired a drop all those things were not there therefore man carrieth not with him anything nor doth the dead take with him that which the burial taketh for where feeling is there is the man where is no feeling the man is not there lieth fallen the vessel which contained the man the house which held the man the body let us call the house the spirit let us call the inhabitant of the house the spirit is tormented in hell what doth it profit him that the body lieth in spices and perfumes wound in costly linens just as if the master of the house should be sent into banishment and thou shouldest garnish the walls of his house he in banishment is in need and doth faint with hunger he scarce findeth to himself one hovel where he may snatch a sleep and thou sayest happy is he for his house hath been garnished who would not judge that thou wast either jesting or wast mad thou dost garnish the body the spirit is tormented give something to the spirit and ye have given something to the dead man but what wilt thou give him when he desired one drop and received not for the man scorned to send before him anything wherefore scorned because this their way is a stumbling block to them he minded not any but the present life he thought not but how he might be buried wound in costly vestments his soul was taken from him as the lord saith thou fool this night thy soul shall be taken from thee and whose shall those things be which thou hast provided and that is fulfilled which this psalm saith fear not though a man be made rich and though the glory of his house be multiplied for when he shall die he shall not receive anything nor shall his glory descend together with him eight verse seventeen for his soul shall be blessed in his life let your love observe for his soul shall be blessed in his life as long as he lived he did well for himself this all men say but say falsely it is a blessing from the mind of the blesser not from the truth itself for what sayest thou because he ate and drank because he did what he chose because he feasted sumptuously therefore he did well with himself i say he did ill for himself not i say but christ he did ill for himself for that rich man when he feasted sumptuously every day was supposed to do well with himself but when he began to burn in hell then that which was supposed to be well was found to be ill for when he had eaten with men above he digested in hell beneath unrighteousness i mean brethren on which he used to feast he used to eat costly banquets with the mouth of flesh with his heart's mouth he used to eat unrighteousness what he ate with his heart's mouth with men above this he digested amid those punishments in the places beneath 
and verily he had eaten for a time, he digested ill for everlasting. Is then unrighteousness eaten? Perhaps someone saith, What is it that he saith? Unrighteousness eaten? It is not I that say, hear the scripture, as a sour grape is vexation to the teeth, and smoke to the eyes, so is unrighteousness to them that use it. For he that shall have eaten unrighteousness, that is, he that shall have had unrighteousness willfully, shall not be able to eat righteousness. For righteousness is bread. Who is bread? I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Himself is the bread of our heart. For just as he that eateth with the mouth of the body sour grapes, hath his teeth set on edge and blunted, and he becometh less suited to eat bread, and it remaineth to him to praise what he seeth, and not be able to eat it. So also he that hath practised unrighteousness, and fed upon sins in his heart, beginneth not to be able to eat bread. He praiseth the word of God, and doeth not. Whence doeth he not? Because when he beginneth to do, he laboureth, just as we see the teeth labour after sour grapes, when we begin to eat bread. But what do they whose teeth are blunted? They refrain for a space from sour grapes, and their teeth return to their soundness, and they fall to bread. So we also praise righteousness. But if we will eat righteousness, let us refrain from iniquities. And there ariseth in the heart not only a zest to praise righteousness, but also a readiness to eat it. For if the Christian saith, God knoweth that it delighteth me, but I cannot do it. He hath loosened teeth. He hath long eaten unrighteousness. Is then even righteousness eaten? If it were not eaten, the Lord would not have said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Therefore, since his soul shall be blessed in life, in life it shall be blessed, in death it shall be tormented. 9. Verse 18. He shall confess to thee when thou shalt have done him good. Attend ye, and be fed, let it sink in your hearts, eat, see such men, and be not such, beware of such words. He shall confess to thee when thou shalt have done him good. How many Christians there be, brethren, who then give thanks to God, when gain cometh to them, that is, he shall confess thee when thou shalt have done him good. He shall praise thee, and say, Truly thou art my God, he hath loosed me from prison, I will confess to him. Gain cometh to him, he confesseth. Inheritance cometh, he confesseth. He suffereth loss, he blasphemeth. What sort of son art thou, whom, when thy father is correcting, he is displeasing to thee? Would he correct thee, unless thou wast displeasing, or if thou didst so much displease as that he hated thee? Would he choose to correct? Give thanks, then, to the corrector, in order that thou mayest receive an inheritance from God, who correcteth thee. For thou art being instructed when thou art being corrected. But he correcteth much. Yes, for great is that which thou hast to receive. For if thou weighest the correction together with that which thou art to receive, thou wilt find that the correction is nothing. The Apostle Paul saith this, For the lightness of our tribulation, which is temporal for the present, according to an incredible manner, worketh for us an eternal weight of glory. But when? To us looking, he saith, not to those things which are seen, but to those things which are not seen, not to those things which are temporal, but to those things which are eternal. For those things which are seen are temporal, 
but those things which are not seen are eternal. And again, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. What is it, then, that thou sufferest? But thou art always suffering, I grant it, from the time that thou wast born, through all thy ages, until thy old age, until thou shalt die. Suppose that thou suffer what Job suffered. What he suffered for a few days, let a man suffer from his very infancy. What thou sufferest doth pass away, is ended. What thou wilt receive will have no end. I would not that thou shouldst match the punishment with the reward. Match time with eternity, if thou canst. 10. He shall confess to thee, when thou shalt have done him good. Be not of such sort, brethren. See ye how, that to this end we say these words, to this end we sing, to this end we treat, to this end toil. Do not these things. Your business doth prove you. Sometimes in your business ye hear the truth, and ye blaspheme. The church ye blaspheme. Wherefore? Because ye are Christians. If so it be, I betake myself to Donatus's party. I will be a heathen. Wherefore? Because thou hast eaten bread, and the teeth are in pain. When thou sawest the bread itself, thou didst praise. Thou beginnest to eat, and the teeth are in pain. That is, when thou wast hearing the word of God, thou didst praise. When it is said to thee, Do this, thou blasphemest. Do not so ill, say this. The bread is good, but I cannot eat it. But now, if thou seest with the eyes, thou praisest. When thou beginnest to close the teeth, thou sayest, Bad is this bread, and like him that made it. So it cometh to pass that thou confessest to God, when God doeth thee good, and thou liest when thou singest, I will always bless God, his praise is ever in my mouth. How always, if always gain, always he is blessed. If sometime there is loss, he is not blessed, but blasphemed. Forsooth thou blessest always, forsooth his praise is ever in thy mouth. Thou wilt be such as just now he describeth. He will confess to thee when thou shalt have done him good. 11. Verse 19. He shall enter even into the generations of his fathers. That is, he shall imitate his fathers. For the unrighteous that now are, have brothers, have fathers. Unrighteous men of old are the fathers of the present, and they that are now unrighteous are the fathers of unrighteous posterity, just as the fathers of the righteous, the righteous of old, are the fathers of the righteous that now are, and they that now are are the fathers of them that are to be. The Holy Spirit hath willed to show that righteousness is not evil when men murmur against her. But these men have their father from the beginning, even to the generation of their fathers. Two men Adam begat, and in one was unrighteousness, in one was righteousness. Unrighteousness in Cain, righteousness in Abel. Unrighteousness seemed to prevail over righteousness, because Cain, unrighteous, slew Abel, righteous, in the night. Is it so in the morning? Nay, but the righteous shall reign over them in the morning. The morning shall come, and it shall be seen where Abel is, and where Cain. So all men who are after Cain, and so all who are after Abel, even unto the end of the world. He shall enter even unto the generation of his fathers, even to eternity shall he not see light. Because even when he was here, he was in darkness, taking pleasure in false goods, and not loving real goods, even so 
he shall go hence into hell. From the darkness of his dreams the darkness of torments shall receive him. Therefore, even to eternity, he shall not see light. But wherefore this? What he hath written in the middle of the psalm, the same also he hath writ at the end, verse 20, Man, though he was in honour, understood not, was compared to the beasts without sense, and was made like to them. But ye, brethren, consider that ye be men made after the image and likeness of God. The image of God is within, is not in the body, is not in these ears which ye see, and eyes, and nostrils, and palate, and hands, and feet, but is made nevertheless. Wherein is the intellect, wherein is the mind, wherein the power of discovering truth, wherein is faith, wherein is your hope, wherein your charity. There God hath his image. There at least ye perceive. See that these things pass away. For so he hath said in another psalm, Though man walketh in an image, yet he is disquieted in vain. He heapeth up treasures, and knoweth not for whom he shall gather them. Be not disquieted, for of whatsoever kind these things be, they are transitory, if ye are men who being in honour understand. For if being men in honour ye understand not, ye are compared to the beasts without sense, and are made like to them. End of Psalm 49, Sermon 2, Part 2